Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottagecore Life. We're still counting down to the big day of Halloween, and a lot of us have decorated. We've put out the corn, we've put out the pumpkins, we've put out the gourds, and for many, we've put out the corn stalks, as well as the hay bales. But what do we do once Halloween is over? Well, take out your big book of stuff, and today we are going to talk about what happens to those haystacks and those hay bales once the holiday is over. Do you just throw them away? Oh no, absolutely not. So open that book up and look for decor and sustainability because today we're going to talk about what to do with all those seasonal decorative hay bales and haystacks that you've picked up to decorate for Halloween. Let's get started. Okay, so let's talk about these haystacks and the first thing you can do right now, right now, even while they're out as a decoration, if you place them strategically around your garden and you're gonna leave them over the winter, you can use those haystacks that you're using as decor and put them into work as potato gardens. You heard me, potato gardens. Now, depending on the, the rules or the guidelines in your area, you may or may not be able to leave them up throughout the winter, so you have to check with where you live. But if you can, definitely use them as potato gardens. How do you do that? You get your potatoes, you get some seed potatoes. Now you could go to the garden shop or you can get some potatoes, preferably organic, but it doesn't really matter. The reason that you worry about organic potatoes is because the non-organic gets sprayed with bud uh, inhibitor and then there are less uh, likelihood of getting an heirloom kind of, of a potato. But you get your uh, heirloom potatoes and you let them begin to rot and get eyes. Not rot, but eyes. And once you have your eyes, you cut them so that there's an eye sticking out of each one and then you're going to let them cure. That means don't put them in the ground right away. Let them sit for a day or so and then you're going to put them in the ground and you're just going to do that. But here's the thing. You've got hay bales so you can actually open up some room in your hay bale and shove them in there. And that's what you do in your hay bale garden. So that would be something you could do to, um, you know, be a straw bale garden. And the thing is, you want hay stacks, not straw stacks, because um, you want to make sure that it has enough insulation over the winter. But depending on how it's cut, you also want to be careful that you don't have a lot of weeds. So it's kind of like a, a trade-off one or the other. You're going to have to watch it closely. Now the next thing you can do is use your hay bales or your straw bales and you can help make your own root cellar outside if you don't have a really uh, pre-existing root cellar. You can dig a hole, we've done this before, you probably have to get someone to help you and dig a really substantial hole and get yourself a garbage can. You know, and it doesn't have to be the huge 55 gallon, it could be a kitchen sized garbage pail. You know, it really depends on how much you're putting away. But get yourself a pretty substantial sized garbage can. Uh, again, it doesn't have to be huge. 
and preferably one that doesn't have openings on the bottom obviously and then you're going to sink it into the ground where your your hole is but before you do you've made sure that the hole is wide enough and deep enough to accommodate it and then you're going to take that straw that hay apart and put it in the bottom to insulate it and then you're going to put uh, just some of it and then you're going to put your vegetables in and you're going to layer it these are root vegetables so you're going to put your carrots in and put a little layer of, of uh, the hay and then you put your more roots vegetables in another layer of hay and then you're just going to keep doing that and then cover it really deeply with the hay on top uh, cover it with the lid or with um, some burlap or whatever you're going to use more hay and then build up the soil and the hay around it and then that will be your root cellar for the winter uh, just make sure you put the lid on and there you go you've got yourself your own root cellar thing you can do with that straw and believe it or not you know there's a difference between hay and straw I mean I don't know what you're working with in your bales there usually it's hay more often than not it's straw depends on the region depends on what you got your hands on but you can use that to help insulate your strawberries over the winter because sometimes it's brutal and they are a perennial plant but the straw also uh, kind of helps put some order into the rows so if you want to uh, put some order into the rows of your strawberries which by now have probably wandered again uh, you can definitely cover them with straw same thing with anything that might be a little tender uh, in that bed you can cover it with straws and insulation not just wrapping it in burlap you know help protect the roots uh, over the winter time just keep in mind that if uh, it's an area that's not getting super cold you don't want to have a situation where you oversaturate the roots with moisture. So keep that in mind. I wouldn't necessarily do it in an area that had a lot of clay underneath and been mounded up during rainy season. I would probably wait toward the end of the season. And, and, and again, it's actually something that makes it a little bit easier, a little bit neater. Yeah, you're going to have to clear it out when you start to do your garden cleanup. Uh, winter in the winter time when the year changes over uh, while the garden's sleeping and you're getting ready to wake it up in the early spring but it is definitely worth uh, protecting your plants another thing you can do with that is to actually make insulated shelters for pets and I'm not going to get into how to make a cat shelter here uh, that could be another episode you can definitely look it up definitely look it up but if you are able to get a sterilite container or a Rubbermaid container and follow the directions either by your local animal shelter your local animal rescue um, or online you would be able to follow the steps that they give you and one of the things you insulate with would be that straw. You don't want to use blankets like fleece or rolled up terry cloth towels or things of that nature when you're creating these shelters. And the reason is, is that they will get wet and they retain cold moisture, cold water and, and precipitation. And they can lead to freezing uh, the animal to death or lowering its temperature 
to the point where they expire and pass away. And you don't want that to happen. Uh, There's nothing quite as sad as discovering an animal like that. Whereas hay slash straw acts as an insulator and it doesn't hold that wet moisture the same way that cloth would. It's very, very different. Uh, There's reasons that, you know, things have worked for, for centuries. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, we have the insulation and things that we do. If you really want to look into it, if you look into the ancient building techniques, you'll see that thatch, which is not straw, but it's it's close, thatch um, was an insulator, but it didn't make it to the point where it was a dampened insulator. It wicked things away, it wicked the water away. So that's something you want to keep in mind as another use. if you knew something else. Uh, This is more so of usage to people who are in the colder regions, and this will definitely be something that might be interesting to you. And keeping in mind that if it's going to last over the cold season, you might want to shore up the sides of your bale unless it's really thoroughly wound tightly with the the baling wire or with the, the cordage. And what you can do is actually, did you know you can grow, grow, not grow, grow zucchini and tomatoes and squash and those kinds of gourds in your straw bale? You really can. But again, remember it's going to break down over the winter or over the cold season. So this is the time to maybe uh, make yourself a nice stack or a nice pile in the back, way in the back of the garden, and uh, maybe dig down into the dirt. Uh, the garden is probably going to go to bed. I, norm- I normally look at the garden to go to bed except for the green areas, like the greens and the brassicas uh, this time of year. So dig down in there. You sh- your squashes should be already pulled out and ready your bear- bed for the next year. And that's something you can do. Many people who are into cottage core or into homesteading or getting back to nature or what have you are raising their own chickens. You I, I know you're out there. I know you are. And for those of you who are, yes, you can definitely use the straw for bedding and you know to keep your animals warm, but something else you can do and that is to actually also help them turn it into compost. You know, you can actually feed them some of the straw and they will turn it into compost if you mix it. Uh, with other things and if you have a chicken yard you probably unless you're very careful and don't and unless you have a lot of clover don't have much grass left so you can always put that straw down uh, to cover up those muddy spots that are going to come during the winter especially when it's icy a little straw in the background to throw down across the walkways is better than just walking across bare ice and um, walking across those muddy um, puddles of water and you can tell what region I'm from because of how I said water. So definitely, um, that's something to keep in mind. So we talked about compost and, um, ultimately you can definitely put this in these bales into your compost bin or your compost pile. And that is all, you know, absolutely awesome. Uh, definitely think about doing that if the bale has been spray painted 
in any way, I wouldn't recommend doing that. I've seen that lately. Uh, try to get yourself one that's just basically plain Jane it. The same thing with the um, the corn stalks. Any natural feature, you can plain Jane it. Now, if you put your dry corn in there, I'm going to warn you, you may wind up having corn next to your coming out of your compost if it doesn't get hot enough. So when you do uh, use the bales for compost, make sure you wet them down really, really well so that they'll rot evenly and uh, they'll be able to be good good for you next year. Maybe add some alfalfa to it. We talked about that, remember? Going to the feed store and uh, getting the alfalfa and putting it in there. So you get yourself a nice mix and um, that would be good for your garden for next year. Definitely uh, in an area where you know things may have been washed away because of flooding or because of extreme cold, you definitely want to have something there that uh, can help give nutrients to some soil that may have been battered because uh, we keep having floods and because of that things get washed away so it's always a good thought to keep something stable that can help replenish the earth you know um but hey that's just my opinion you get it hey why are you groaning come on that was a mom joke you you love my mom jokes don't you no maybe we've come to the part of this whole episode that I have to put this out there because if I don't put this out there I will be a really bad person in my own estimation of my character so I have to say this if you are done with your bales and whatnot another thing you can definitely do is if you have a community garden you can donate those bales you don't have to just you know, figure out what you're going to do with them or (laughs) throw them away. Donate them. See if your local community garden project needs those bales. Sometimes they use them as borders or edging, like natural fences and natural covering for their potato area. You know, this is the time of year when people are putting garlic and potatoes in the ground for next year and other things. So definitely ask them if they like those because if you can help someone else, Why not? It's better the help than the hurt. And I want to give a thank you to our sponsor, the Midwest Witches Bazaar. Uh, It's coming up very soon on October 30th, 2021 at the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Warren, Michigan from 10 a.m. till 4. And... I'm kind of excited. They are the sponsorship entity that helps put on the Michigan Witches Ball. Uh, They are supported entirely by sponsors uh, who also, many of them local, are also vendors at the show. And it is uh, all to support a wonderful not-for-profit event. Um, Full disclosure, I am associated with both events, (laughs) just in case, but I did not, I don't get to put that hat on when I'm doing the podcast because it's not just me so but the decision was made to sponsor the podcast so I am uh, and it's a wonderful thing it is the uh, bazaar is the engine behind the Michigan Witches Ball the Michigan Witches Ball is the uh, event that funds three charities as far as we give donations they give donations 
they do not uh, own those charities in any way, but they do facilitate those charities in getting donations, and the monies do uh, in part go to not just the ball, but into uh, providing funding for those charities, those charities being the Penn Mobile Food Pantry, uh, Wolf Run Wildlife Spiritual Sanctuary, and the Michigan Penn Scholarship Fund, and uh, they are also having a food drive at the event uh, at the Midwest Witches Bazaar, and I have been asked to do a vendor spotlight, we love them, so today's vendor spotlight is talking about the Crone and the Wise Cat. And this is a wonderful uh, organization and shop that emphasizes the metaphysical and the magical. They offer services, products, and classes to suit all seekers. So definitely give them a good gander, a good lookout. And they are located in Howell, Michigan. And I'm just going to tell you, I did get a chance to smell their candles, to look at their wares, and I am extremely impressed. And, and that's all I have to say about that. And I've seen a lot of things out here. Um, and I wanted to say the Midwest, which is bizarre, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly and enthusiastically recommends and supports this vendor and this shop and the ladies that run it. Okay, and I guess we'll get back to the show. So, I believe we've come to the end of the practical applications to what we can do with our bales at the end of the season. Our lovely hay and slash straw bales. I keep doing that and there's a reason because, again, not all hay is straw and a lot of times you have to be careful what you get. Also, um, I guess I'll throw one more in for the road. If you have a rose bed and you have some bare roses that you've come to the season, it come down. If they're growing all wonky right now, if there's a lot of suckers, a lot of uh, non-productive rose uh, stems or rose wood, cut it down. Cut it down to the ground over the winter and cover it with the hay and let it grow back next year. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's okay. It'll be fine. And they'll grow back. Um, don't cut it to like dig into the earth, but cut it down to about maybe half a foot or a foot um, if you want to just start completely down. But if it's just a few of them, cut them and prune them. But if it's gotten really weird, cut it down and, and just cover everything in hay for the winter and give it a chance to really rest and store up its energy in the roots, you know. And, and getting to the root of things is kind of how I feel when I get a chance to have these talks with you. See what I went, see what I did there? And um, I love talking about these topics with my friends, and we're friends, right? So, until next time, make sure you take care of yourself, eat lots of uh, good food, drink lots of fluid, get lots of rest, make sure you hit the hay in a timely manner. See, I got you again. And I'll see you next time here on my magical cottagecore life. Thank you.